0: Once again, about 68 degrees around uh, the area. You know, we've got uh, 71 in La Crosse, but uh, mid to upper 60s is where most people are. But again, if you're heading north to Lake Superior, it's about 56 up there, so it's a lot cooler in that part of the country. Well, should we get it started off? Uh, President Trump is going to do that with a big military parade, probably. Look like uh, Moscow or Beijing with the May Day parades that they used to have. It looks like he's going to have one in Washington today. (laughs) And uh, we'll see. I'm not sure how many people are going to be there or what it's going to be all about because it's the first time it's ever been done, at least in my lifetime. But it is Independence Day. Well, happy 4th of July, and hopefully it's, uh, you know, just a threat. We do not want to have to bear arms against anybody, but uh, we will defend ourselves. We know we can do that. Good morning. It's 5 o'clock, about a minute after. Actually, this is 104.5 FM WAXXO. Claire, let's get some morning news, shall we?
1: NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. The Justice Department says it's trying to find a way to include a question about citizenship on the 2020 census. This after it said that the survey wouldn't include that question. Brian Shook explains. The changing course came after a tweet from President Trump Tuesday saying the DOJ and Commerce Department need to do anything necessary to get the question on the census. The U.S. Supreme Court recently ruled against the Trump administration on the census question, kicking the issue back down to a lower court for further consideration. A top Justice Department official said there could be a legally available path to including the question that's consistent with the Supreme Court decision. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. The dollar fell on Wednesday after President Trump tweeted that the U.S. should manipulate its currency. Trump tweeted China and Europe playing big currency manipulation game and pumping money into their system in order to compete with USA. We should match. After the tweet, the dollar lost value against a basket of other currencies before recovering later in the day. Trump's attack on what he considers China and Europe unfairly tweaking their currencies comes two months after his administration chose not to label China as a currency manipulator. The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department has fired an officer who failed to confront the shooter during the 2017 massacre. Officer Cordell Hendricks was on the 31st floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel and called in that the shooter was firing from the floor above. After calling it in, he remained on the 31st floor hiding behind a wall. The shooter killed 58 people and wounded more than 800 others. It was the deadliest mass shooting by an individual in U.S. history. Hendricks and his union lawyer said that they are appealing the firing. Hendricks told the Las Vegas Review-Journal that he stayed on the floor because he was petrified. And Taco Bell is dealing with a tortilla shortage. It's unclear how many of the chain's 7,000 restaurants are feeling the pinch, but the company is apologizing for any inconvenience. Meanwhile, the shortage is lighting up social media with complaints. The chain blamed supplier shortages and says it's working diligently to fix the problem. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
0: Now there's. There's an important national story. We're running out of tacos or whatever it is. Oh, man, oh, man. All the things going on in the world, and that gets national news. Hey, it's three and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. We've got the weather update for you. We've got markets. We've got a lot of stuff going on. It's Independence Day here
2: at Wax. Our 30th anniversary is going to be the best Country Jam ever. With Keith Urban, Jay Owen, Toby Keith, and Maren Morris. Country Jam, sponsored in part by Senex and hometown Chevy dealers, July 18th through the 20th in Eau Claire. New this year, Cowboy Jacks will be bringing the fun with sand volleyball, games, and their amazing food and beverages. Upgrade your fun with Party Pit Passes, the Senex Country Club, Or better yet, VIP. Go to CountryJamWI.com now for tickets and camping. That's CountryJamWI.com.
3: Dad, you need to get hip and learn texting language. Ah,
2: geez, Kina.
3: Look, you want people to know they can sell us their nice used vehicles, right?
2: Yeah, of course. It's our busiest time of year at Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. We need to buy a lot of nice, local low-mileage vehicles this month.
3: So, we'll use abbreviations, like texting to make it easier for them. Here's one, LOL.
2: Laugh out loud?
3: No, look out for leeches. When folks want to get the most money for their nice, low-mileage vehicle, they need to bring it to Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane.
2: We'll give them an honest price, and we'll pay them cash on the spot. People like that a lot.
3: Here's another one. If they try to sell their vehicle themselves online, A-Y-O-R.
2: A-Y-O-R? Yeah, at your own risk. (laughs) Folks, sell us your nice-used vehicle. Just bring it to ECFLQL, Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane.
3: Oh, look at you. Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane, across from the new Fleet Farm, I-94 and Highway 93.
2: Sell us your nice-used vehicle. A-A-P, always a pleasure. Well, here at WAXX,
0: it's TFTW. Time for the weather. And the weather is going to be spotty off and on as far as can you get activities done? Can you be uh, looking at the sky? Yeah, I think you better be. Scattered storms in the forecast for today. And we're looking again for some, uh, well, showers. I'm not sure they say maybe some scattered storms. I don't know uh, what that's all about. But uh, again... We're hoping that uh, we can get the day's activities in before uh, before we have some problems with the weather, and hopefully it's not going to be anything to uh, really cause uh, any real loss of activities. But again, we just have to be aware of uh, what's going on as far as the, the weather forecast is concerned. So again, we're looking for some scattered storms today. High should be about 85. And, uh, again, we're looking for maybe some storms overnight tonight into Friday with a high about, uh, overnight low, rather, about 66. And, again, we're looking for maybe the possibility of some more rain tomorrow. But, uh, again, we'll we'll see what Mother Nature has in store for us. But right now, that's in the forecast. Some scattered showers today and tonight, even into tomorrow, where we have a high of about uh, 82 in the forecast and then as we look at uh, saturday 81 some morning showers sunday should be probably the best day of the next four partly cloudy to mostly sunny high of 78 and we're looking currently at marshfield at 68 green bay is 65 madison 68 Milwaukee's also at 68 marshfield checking in this morning at 68 rice lake at 69 lacrosse 71 as we said if you're going north Up towards Superior, then uh, you're looking at some uh, temperatures that uh, are a little bit cooler. Because right now in the Superior area, it's uh, checking in at about uh, 56 degrees. So again, there is some uh, cool weather out there. But uh, again, we're looking at uh, some nice weather as well. And uh, currently 68 in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. Let's take a look at the markets this morning. The market's brought to you by Bobcat
2: Plus. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the question for those tough jobs. Like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a loader that's perfect for your job, but don't just take
0: my word for it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit
2: Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, D.C. Pierre, Osseo, or Eau Claire. Bobcat Plus working the state of Wisconsin, one customer at a time.
3: Close your eyes now. Can't you see what your home could really be?
4: Russell's of Nielsville, your home source for better living. Russell's offers a complete line of hardware, Ashley furniture, paint, appliances, floor coverings, custom cabinetry, countertops, and window treatments. Let's sit down in our design center and pull everything together for your home. Shop Monday through Friday till six, or virtually at russellsofnielsville.com.
0: taking a look at our markets cash livestock trade and again we uh, have an abrupt halt to trade as uh, this is the 4th of July Independence Day so uh, no market activity today but uh, going into the holiday choice fed beef steers trading on the cash market 102 to 105 and 3 quarters the choice heifers 102 to 104 and 3 quarters fed holstein steers choice 83 to 87 and 3 quarters selects at 57 to 82 Cows 52 to 69, the bulls 67 to 93, butcher hogs 52 and down sows 33 to 35, the boars 12 to 15, shorn and unshorn market lambs 130 to 151, with the feeder lambs $1.10 to $1.60. At the mercantile exchange at the close yesterday for the livestock futures, August live cattle 105.45 up 135. October live cattle 10630 up 95, December 11092 up 57, February live cattle at 11487 that was up 42, feeder cattle for August 13657 that was down a dollar 80, feeders were off yesterday, September 13695 down 187, October at 13760 down a dollar 70, November feeders 13810 down 177, January down 147. Lean hog carcasses were also lower. July 73.55 down 17. August at 78.37 down 60. The October hog contract 72.80 down 25. December down 75. Board of Trade was higher, kind of shaking off that uh, Friday report, planning's report of almost 92 million acres of corn. Getting back to, I guess, reality. So December corn, of course, all the markets are closed today, but. Uh, at the trade yesterday, December corn ended 15 cents higher at 4.41. The oats down a fraction at 2.88. December wheat up nine at 5.25. November soybeans up a dime, back over nine dollars at 9.08. And soybean meal up 2.30 a ton for October at 3.1180. Barrel cheese unchanged one seventy-eight. The blocks down a penny at one eighty five And AA A butter up a half at 2.40 and a half. And I got to tell you, while I had every intention of coming in this morning and, and doing the program and being with you here at the shank of the day, I really was anticipating having some uh, good news as far as Class 3. You know, yesterday we had uh, some of these months, 17 99 I thought, we're going to have $18 milk on Thursday. Well, we don't. But not bad. J- J- I mean, it's, these markets are up a little bit. July, Class 3. Fell back six cents yesterday to seventeen thirty one, August down eight at seventeen eighty two. September and October were both down seven. September fell to seventeen ninety one, October to seventeen ninety two, November down seven to seventeen seventy six, and prices were just a little bit lower all the way out through March of next year. So that's the way the early morning markets look on this fourth of July. We got about 12 and a half minutes after 568 right now. Some scattered showers in the forecast for today. So, get on your devices and check the radar. High should be about 85 degrees.
5: Marika Gouda's Cafe Duchess now has new hours. They are now open Monday through Sunday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Marika Gouda is currently booking tours. Through a guided 90-minute tour, you can go through the parlor observation area, the barn, cheese making, and delicious cheese sampling. Tour tickets for adults are just $10. Kids 6 to 12 are 5, and children 5 and under can tour for free. Give Marika Gouda a call at 715 669
0: 5230. Oh, and you got to have good cheese for your 4th of July, so make sure you get out to Marika's and get yourself some good, good Gouda, and she's also got lots of other varieties around there and lots of good stuff over at Marika Gouda in uh, Thorpe, and Marika, one of those great sponsors that rides along with us on our wax farm truck as uh, we get out and about and cover the news and agriculture. Thirteen and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. Well, hopefully you're having a good uh, 4th of July morning here because we've got a good morning going. 68 with some scattered showers in the forecast today. will be in the mid-80s, but again, keep an eye on those uh, scattered showers if you're camping or fishing or, I don't know, trying to chop a little bit, whatever you might be trying to do. Hopefully, you can get some of those things done. We're going to talk about some uh, very important issues. Bridget Finkie was in the other day, our resident attorney from over in the Baldwin area at Valley Crossing Law. We'll hear that coming up next.
3: Hey, DQ fans. The Summer Blizzard Treat Menu is here to be your next summer obsession with seven flavors, including Sour Patch Kids, only at your DQ. Happy taste Good.
0: Once again this morning, we're going to talk about the operation. How good a shape is it in going forward? Bridget Finke joins us from Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And, Bridget, uh, you've heard it, I've heard it, that over the years farmers have used what equity they've had to keep the operation going. Finally, that equity gets whittled down, and they get in debt. And now, all of a sudden, that plant they may have made five, ten years ago to pass the operation on isn't so effective anymore. Is that a scenario that we're seeing a lot out there, at least enough to be of concern?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's much more common with farm families that they don't have plans that simply say equal to the kids, right? That we just take stock of what we have and divide it up. More often, we're worried about real specific assets that are needed for the continuation of the operation, particularly when we have someone in that next generation who actually is and wants to continue to run the farm. So it's more common that we're those plans have, okay, I want these assets to go... You know, to, to this particular child, and maybe that back 40 Woods or some other piece of property going to non farm children is a way of evening things out. Um, and that works great as long as all the debts are separately associated then with those assets. So when we bought that 80 of Woods, we borrowed, we only use that 80 as collateral, and that debt is separate from when we put up the new freestyle barn on the home property. If the assets and the debts are all packaged together, that can work really effectively. But what I'm seeing more of as people need to tap into other equity mm-hmm. is we're doing these blanket collateral packages, right? So the bank says, okay, we'll rework this debt and we'll put this on the real estate and we'll put this on the short-term debt. But we want to lean on everything. So now we don't have that separate debt associated with that 80 or maybe that 80 is not free and clear anymore because we need to utilize that collateral. Well, now someone passes away and we're looking to split up those assets. Man, what about that debt? And so it makes it much more difficult, you know, as you're making these decisions about how you're going to structure your debt, thinking about, hey, how does this impact how this might get split up down the line, and does that still work? Or perhaps do I need to change direction then, but how things are going to get sp- split up? Because there's no way the kid on the farm is going to be able to take on all the debt now that's maybe on nonproductive assets or that recreational property that you have and the farm be able to foot all that so that those non-farm kids can get that other land and get that as their inheritance.
0: So how do we... Handle such a thing, because again, this is something we hadn't planned on when maybe we mm-hmm. put our plan into effect, and should this have been given to that particular non farming member of the family that mm-hmm. forty or eighty woodlot right away rather than still have it on the book, so to speak, for the operation, and where we can run some debt against that
4: well it's it's right always the benefit of hindsight right uh, but on the other hand, you know had they gifted away now you didn't have that equity to tap. You know, once something's gifted, it's gone. Um, And so, you know, and I get it for a lot of folks right now, you're more worried about how are we getting this year's crop in and harvested and not, you know, so worried about how the pieces are going to get divvied up down the road. And so I would say there's not one um, specific answer to that. You know, it is sometimes the places where um, life insurance is can be a better way rather than divvying up the assets and knowing we've got you know this guaranteed policy of a hundred thousand on the other hand that doesn't come without premiums to be paid Um, but I think it's more as you make these operational decisions and you know you're making the decision to make it through today and I get that. Taking that beat at some point to say, okay, but how does this now impact the long term plan? Or maybe even before you're making those operational decisions, thinking about how does this impact this bigger picture that I've put together. Um, so you can make sure that we can figure out a way to separate those things out. Usually, there's always a way to make it work, and it's just so fact specific. Mm-hmm. So it's not an easy question to answer. Of well, you know, this was our plan. So what do we do now? Um, but just the fact that all those day, you know, estate plans, long term succession plans are not fix it and forget it. Oh. We decided it's done, there it is on the shelf, and it'll get pulled out someday when I pass away or I'm ready to retire. You know, all these operational decisions as you go along impact that. And so taking that temperature, you know, think about making your um, meat sauce for your spaghetti, right? You know, you let it simmer and you taste, and you let it simmer and you taste. It's not just you put it in the pot and, oh, three hours from now it's going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. great.
0: When we deal with debt, as you mentioned the bank is going to say, "Well, well I want to lean on this, lean on that, lean on that. What kind of control do we have produce as producers have over where that debt is accrued from on the operation so we're not everything isn't mm-hmm. all tied up in one mm-hmm. plan
4: well that's all all your discussion when you're borrowing the money right, and that's a lot of times when people come in to deal with something or hey we want to do some transfers and I'll ask you know is there any debt And at the end of the day if the bank has that collateral position you're not doing anything without the banks okay and so it's usually good to be mindful of that stuff going in you know sometimes we're just so focused on oh man we can drop that interest rate a percent or we can drop these payments and and practical realities may put you there that you don't have anywhere else to go other than that, you know, Mm -hmm. blanket lean where you're throwing everything in. But, you know, those producers, you know, be mindful of that. Ask those questions. Do you really need that full parcel or can we make it work with, you know, without this 40?
0: Yeah, put a lean on something Mm -hmm. less than that 40.
4: Yep. Yep. And, you know, the the tough thing is right now, it's just, you know, the cash flow is tough and you need money to make it go today. And like I say, I, you know, I get that. Um, But, you know, keep in mind, it's, you know, you as the producer, they're your assets, you're the one who's at risk. And so you shouldn't feel bad about asking a question as to how does this work and what am I really pledging because, you know, I see a lot of surprises later when I start asking those mm-hmm. questions. And they're sure that, you know, when they bought the Johnson Farm, you know, they that was only the Johnson Farm that they pledged. And then we get looking, eh, no, actually, you know, there's a blanket mortgage on everything. And, and so we're going to need to work with the bank. Um, kind of reminds me of our discussion last week about thinking about liquidating some assets to to free up, And keeping in mind that if the bank's got the lien, you know, they've got a say in where those sale proceeds go. You don't necessarily just get them in your pocket. And so just good to be mindful that, you know, everything in life comes with strings, right? Every federal program you sign up for, every loan at the bank, make sure you understand what those strings are.
0: Makes it more important than ever to have a better, closer relationship with your banker so that uh, they know your operation and you know their operation of how that bank operates as well
4: mm-hmm. and there is nothing wrong with being candid about your concerns and getting answers and if you feel like you're not getting answers that should make you wonder well what's what's happening here
0: so some things to know about dealing with debt it's never fun but it is reality bridget Finky with us once again from Valley Crossing Law Offices in the Baldwin area. And again, Bridget, for folks who want to get a hold of you and maybe uh, hash out some more of this conversation, how do they do it?
4: Give us a call at 715-688-4045, or they can check us out online at com. All
0: right, that's Bridget Finke with us once again. I love talking to her. I always learn so much from her because she's... So practical, a farm girl herself uh, growing up over in the Edgar area and uh, just a young lady that knows of what she speaks, works with a lot of farmers and rural folks around our part of the country. 68 degrees right now. Well, we've got some markets coming up. I'm not sure if uh, Rocky's up over at Premier Livestock or not, but uh, we'll find out. We'll uh, we'll see if uh, Rocky's going to get in. I know he's going to get the kids up and they're going for a 4th of July holiday But we'll see if Rocky's available. We'll check that
3: next right here on Wax. People talk a lot. Rumors, gossips, and tittle-tattles make in-season decisions harder than they should be. But you know what else talks? Data. Data proves wrongs and makes right. It proves that adding Masterlock Adjuvant to your fungicide application puts you in a position to see the payoff. How, you ask? Its surfactant and drift reduction technology can help increase corn yield by an average of 5.7 bushels per acre. It's that simple. So ask your locally owned and operated Winfield United retailer about Masterlock Adjuvant today. Rocky must be loading up the
0: fireworks. <laughs> He's not available. we got a lot to do, though, this morning. It's uh, 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, in case you're wondering. And we'll look at our weather forecast again. Uh, Bob Farms alone, no meteorologist to help us today, so we'll get the chores done. But the uh, state budget has been signed by the governor. Among provisions for 2019, the uh, act calls for a record $48 million to expand broadband services to underserved areas across the state. Also, $8.8 million for a dairy innovation hub in the University of Wisconsin system to encourage research and innovation in our dairy industry. Now, that's not just the way I understand it. I haven't seen the final language, but that's not just at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. That will also include River Falls and the Platteville campuses to also do some of that uh, research to uh, help put more innovative ideas into the dairy industry. So uh, we'll see how the money is split up. But also, an additional $200,000 for promoting Wisconsin foods to local buyers in local markets. And not sure about the details of that either. But again, the the budget looks like it uh, is online. Also, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation has named its Achievement Award finalist. Three finalists will vie for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau's Young Farmer and Agricultural Achievement Award. This December, down at their convention in Wisconsin Dells, a couple from our area. Brian Douglas from out in the Dunn County area. So congratulations for Brian. He'll be in that. And also Travis and Krista Klinkner from down in Vernon County. So congratulations. Two out of three here from western Wisconsin. And this year's state winner will compete at the American Farm Bureau Federation's 2020 annual meeting. That will be down in Austin, Texas. So again, uh, looking forward to finding out how those young people from our area do this December at the Young Farmer and Agriculturalist Achievement Award. I hate to call it a competition, but uh, again, they're all accomplished. No question about that. It's just, uh, I guess you gotta, you gotta call it something. So you call it the competition. Hey, what are you doing? Have you been out on your hands and knees lately? Well, we're going to talk about that next, and then we'll get to weather, then we'll get to markets. But uh, I was out in the strawberry patch the other day, and I'm going to be back out in the strawberry patch again tomorrow morning, shortly after 6 o'clock, because there's a lot of good berries out there, I found. We'll find out about that next, as we were up at Max Berry Farm
3: in Bloomer the other day. Hey, DQ fans. The Summer Blizzard Treat Menu is here to be your next summer obsession with seven flavors, including Sour Patch Kids. Only at your DQ. Happy taste good.
0: like just about everything else around wisconsin the spring the strawberry crop is just a little bit later than normal we're at max berry farm in the bloomer area with brian mackawam and uh brian how late is strawberry we're into january or we're into july now how far behind are we
6: well typically we pick start picking around the 12th of the 15th of june and this week it was uh last wednesday when we started which was 26th that was my mother's birthday of all days and i made her work 12 hours well, good for her. What a nice birthday present. But, uh, again,
0: we're two weeks behind. But, boy, standing here in the berry patch, there's a lot of
6: red. There is. Uh, we need some people out here picking them. It's been wet, uh, but that's good for the berries. And um, the moisture is all there. The berries are growing. And in a
0: berry patch like you've got and like a lot of people have, you've got it compensated for for the uh, what you would think might be a muddy pick it's it's pretty comfortable out here. You got
6: you did a lot of work putting what straw between these rows. Right. Yeah, we cover them up in the, in November and we rake the straw off in the spring and we have a nice good straw bed for people to crawl around on. They don't get muddy and everybody's really impressed with the patches this year. So how in comparison is the crop this year compared to past year? You guys have been in the business for a long time here. Well, the last four years or so, weather really wasn't cooperating. The berries were small. This year the berries are excellent quality, really good size, and people are just raving about them. And There's a lot of them on the bushes too. It's not just a big berry here or there. You can pick a pail in about 10 feet, 15 feet at the most, and most of these patches and uh, people love them. They're sweet, juicy. I was going to ask, what about the quality of the berries themselves this year? Are they sweet and juicy? I would pick some and I can't complain. Right, yeah, they are sweet and juicy. Yeah, the quality is there, um, we had some uh, a lot of rain, some of it was pretty pretty heavy rain so it dinged some of the berries. We had probably about two seconds of hail a few days ago and uh, that didn't hurt them because it was pretty small. Other than that, the quality is really, really good. And Brian, as we alluded to earlier,
0: everything is a little bit later this year and haymaking is almost
6: non-existent because of winter kill. As far as a strawberry patch, how'd you come through winter? It came out all right. Um, we were really worried during their, uh, December when we had that rain and the ground was already froze. It had nowhere to go. There was a lot of rain. The rain did settle down in the low spots in the patch. They came out all right out of it. Um, we were kind of really worried about it. There's about probably an eighth of an acre that we've completely lost, but that's do the nature? I can't do anything. So
0: how do you how do you protect them over? You know, you mentioned you you mow them all down, but how do you protect them against the kind of winter we had? Forty below zero, and strawberries doesn't go very well together.
6: Right, right. Um, in November we cover them all up. Usually right around the week before Thanksgiving, we're out here covering them up with a straw that we harvest here on the farm. It takes about four days to cover them all up with this machine we got. And uh, we put a good, heavy layer of mulch or straw cover on them, and it really helps them. In the spring, we uncover them, and that's what the uh, people use to crawl around on. Were you nervous, though, thinking that the winter kill might be a problem when you heard about all the hay? Yeah, I was worried. Um, you're sitting here in May, and you're not seeing any blossoms or buds, and... You start wondering, okay, what's going on? Then you start talking to the other farmers around the area, and they got the same issue. They're not seeing any buds, and then all of a sudden they start showing up, and everybody else is showing up. We're kind of in the same boat, and we call the specialists, and they say, Yeah, everybody from Iowa North is about two to three weeks late. Now, we did have, we have had some weather the past week or so. We've had some sunshine,
0: we've had some 80 degree weather, we've had a lot of humidity. How has that affected the berries? Has that made
6: them turn redder? Has that made them get bigger? It's made them turn redder, faster. Um, The heat really helps. The humidity, the warm nights. That's all what berries need is the heat for ripening.
0: Have we had a problem? Every once in a while we hear something about a clipper weevil or some kind of fruit rot or anything like that. Has that been a challenge this
6: year for you? No, we haven't had much for fruit rot. The clipper weevil, um, once we see the buds coming out of the plant we spray the perimeter of the patches because the beetles the clipper weevils come from outside into the patch and we try to get them before they get in we did have some get in but the damage was very minimal
0: What's been the interest so far this year with uh, the wet kind of depressing spring we've had as far as people coming out into the patch as,
6: as we're standing here in kind of a, a drizzly day? There are a lot of people out here. There's a lot of people out here. They want their berries. They're, normally they think we're done around the 4th. We're just getting started and they've been waiting. They're... I guess that's my next question. As we are visiting
0: here on the 4th of July, how long does it look like the berries will hold out so you can uh, continue with the pick your own?
6: Well, we'll definitely make it to July 15th at least, maybe another few days after that. We typically try to close by the 15th so we can get them ready for the next year because the berries set their fruit for the following year in September. So what do
0: you have to do? Do you let them do that naturally or do you help them along? What do you have to do with the patch
6: after this year's picking is done? Well, we call it renovation. Um, we basically mow the strawberries, the plants off about an inch from the ground and then right right behind the mowing is where take our big rototiller and we narrow up the rows to about 18 inches and we narrow them up, about three days later they start leafing back out and we put a little fertilizer on them and they, they start doing their thing Run, setting runners again.
0: And How many years will they last? Will a plant last? How many do we have to go in and completely renovate a patch?
6: We plant the first year in the spring, and we take the blossoms off and then the following year we'll pick for four years on that patch. And then start over again.
0: Can you plant them like something like ginseng? They say you can't put that on the same patch, but strawberries
6: are like that. Well, it's kind of like that. Um, when we take a, our oldest patch out, we don't put strawberries in that same area for five years. And that helps get the leaf disease out of the ground and you can start out fresh again. Do we have a lot
0: of new varieties? I don't know what kind of fruit research we have to uh, from the universities or different
6: places, but uh, we get new varieties all the time? I usually try to pick one variety a year, a new a new variety, just to see how it's going to produce. Our old standby, the Honey Eye berry, it's got its problems with leaf disease, and we try to they're trying to come up with a replacement for it, and we're we're trying to see what works here in our ground. It works different in other places, but we're working on getting some good quality berries around here, and. How many patches? How many acres
0: of patches do you have? Talking to Brian Macko, I'm from Max Berries out here in the Bloomer area.
6: How many acres do you have, and how many different strawberry varieties will you have in this patch? Well, I have seven and a half picking acres, and then I have an acre and a half of new ones for next year. I have a total of nine different varieties out here. We got Honey Eye and Jewel, our staples, and then we got some All Star, some Mayflower, some Galetta. Um, We got rid of our early berries because they just seem to come a little bit earlier and we're ready to be open. Mm -hmm. But right now, all nine seem to be doing
0: well. and We're going to be picking for approximately how long? Two and a half to three weeks from now. All right. So there are a lot of berries in the countryside. Max Berry Farm here in the Bloomer area. Brian McElwam is with us. So can you tell the difference when you taste berries from those nine different
6: varieties? Can you tell the difference of which is which? I can. Um, The jewel is a little firmer. It's got a little different flavor. Honey Eye is a juicy, red, deep red berry, very tasteful. Our Flavor Fest, they're one that we're probably not going to keep anymore, but they are a good berry. We used to have Cavendish. They were a very, very flavorful berry, hard to pick because they had a white side or a white top, and people didn't understand how to pick them, but it was a training issue. (laughs) <laughs> like anything else,
0: berries are not just berries, and you got nine different varieties out here at Maxberry Farm in the Bloomer area. Again, picking on the 4th of July, picking probably for two weeks after that with Brian McElwam. I'm Bob Bosold. Yeah, it's always fun to get out there, and I just looked out there. It's daylight out there, so they're going to be, most of them start about 6 o'clock in the morning, but as Brian said the other day, they were they were parked in the road here, about a quarter to 6, so he said, i just open it up and let them come in, so... Good thing to do. Early this morning, as you said, you only got to go about 15 feet, and you got a pot picked or you got a pail picked. So get out. So many, many great berry farms around our area, and uh, it's an effort to keep those berries producing. So get out and pick the berries. They are good. I've been out there twice already, and I'm going out again. I think tomorrow morning I'll be out there shortly after 6 o'clock picking berries. So I love it. My, uh, my late wife used to uh, always love it. She was great in the kitchen. She used to, and I know a lot of people do this, but uh, great for the kids. They just loved it. Make just a little white sheet cake and then uh, use whipped cream for the white on the flag and then strawberries for the, uh, the red on the flag and then blueberries for the blue. And uh, it was a big hit, and it was healthy, too. But, oh, it's so good. Strawberries, the red strawberries. It's the 4th of July.
5: At Bremer Bank, we see you and everything you're working to accomplish. Since 1943, we've helped neighbors like you achieve success on their own terms, making the places we call home grow and prosper. We'd love to hear what you see for yourself, your business, your family, your future. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at Bremer.com.
0: We're going to get to our markets because a lot of sales yesterday around the area, but uh, weather today, scattered storms high in the mid-80s, so just keep an eye on the sky. Looks like some rain overnight as well, and early tomorrow, some scattered showers. Saturday morning, it should be maybe still continue with a few scattered showers. I think it's going to be a washout to uh, any place, at least I hope not, as it's going to be in the low 80s on Saturday and upper 70s on Sunday, and it should be Few clouds, but supposed to be a lot of sun on Sunday. So uh, get out and enjoy it. Let's get to our markets. See what happened yesterday at some of the sale barns around the area. Here's Casey from up at the Equity Barn at Barron.
6: Just a reminder: we'll be having a small animal sale July 20th at 10 a.m. For today's sale, unfinished years and heifers went from 65 and down. Calves today we topped out at 6050. With the top 20 percent selling from 52 to 5750,
3: 60 percent sold from 37 to 51. In the bottom 20%, we're selling from 36 and down. Quality Holstein bull calves were selling from 30 to
6: 57.50. We topped out at 115. Quality Holstein heifer calves were selling from 52.50 and down. And light and poor quality calves were selling from 20 and down.
3: People talk a lot. Rumors, gossips, and tittle-tattles make in-season decisions harder than they should be. But you know what else talks? Data. Data proves wrongs and makes right. It proves that adding Masterlock Adjuvant to your fungicide application puts you in a position to see the payoff. How, you ask? Its surfactant and drift reduction technology can help increase corn yield by an average of 5.7 bushels per acre. It's that simple. So ask your locally owned and operated Winfield United retailer about Masterlock Adjuvant today. Well, let's continue with the market. 68 degrees right now around the Eau Claire,
0: Chippewa Falls area, 71 in La Crosse, Rice Lake at 69. If you're heading up the uh, Interstate 53 to Superior, it's about 56 up that way right now. Let's go on to Sparta where it's uh, a lot warmer than that, mid-60s down in Sparta right now and check in with Rod Knutson and see how his sale went yesterday at the Equity Barn there in Sparta.
2: The slaughter come mark today steady but 20% of the cows at 54 to 64. 60% of the cows at 44 to 54, and 20% of the cows at 44 and down. Slaughterable market steady, with the high-yielding commercial bulls 72 to 80. With your canner lightweight and utility bulls at 70 and down. Fed cattle market on a steady to weak tone, with the choice overnight beef steers and heifers a dollar four to a dollar eight. Select the choice beef steers and heifers at 96 to a dollar four. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers at 88 to a dollar. Your choice overnight holstein steers 82 to 86. Your choice holsteins 75 to 82. With your standard select steers and heifers at 75 and down. Uh, we had no test on the calf market because of a light run and the Fourth of July holiday. And just reminder that uh, being tomorrow July 4th on Thursday, the first Thursday, we will not be having a feeder cattle sale. Our next feeder cattle sale will be on Thursday July 18th.
0: Thank you, Rod. Rod Knutson down there at the Equity Sparta Barn. Let's go over the Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald's up on this uh, Independence Day. Good
2: morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. We're doing good this morning. Kind of a well, kind of a warm morning, but pretty nice. What we need here in the summertime here, we got to get some heat and stuff, get this stuff growing. But boy, with all the moisture in the ground and the heat. Uh, uh, you can just about sit and watch the corn grow now in this kind of weather.
0: Well, I guess so, yeah. I found some I posted on Facebook, and there's some around here. I know there's some uh, pretty sorry-looking corn, too, unfortunately, because of Mother Nature. But we've got knee-high corn by the 4th of July. So in some places, in some places, it looks really, really good. Hey, what uh, what's going on? I know that nothing's happening at Stratford today, but uh, catch us up on the week so far.
2: Bob, I will do that. I thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. And a summary from uh, yesterday Wednesday here at Equity Stratford and we'll start all with the feeder cattle sale yesterday uh, lighter on a feeder cattle, of course, due to the holiday, but uh, heavier beef steers yesterday were selling mostly from ninety three to a dollar eighteen uh, heavier beef heifers on yesterday's auction mostly from uh, eighty five to a dollar sixteen. And Holsteins on the uh, Holstein feeder steers on the sale yesterday about all weights of Holsteins uh, we're selling between 67 and 80. Now into the market cow auction yesterday cows on a steady fully steady trend yesterday high yielding. Uh, High yielding cows on yesterday's sale were selling mostly from 58 to 68. Did top out in the cow market yesterday at $70. Uh, most of the cows on yesterday's sale, your average dairy cows from 43 to 57. Tender planer cows, uh, $42 and below. On the bull trade, uh, Better quality bulls selling from uh, 74 to 85, topping yesterday on the bull market at 87. Lighter bulls, 70 and back. Fat cattle, uh, this week, uh, on a weaker trend, choice grading Holstein steers, uh, in the range from 75 to 86. Uh, select and underfinished cattle, 74 and back. Uh, Summary on the calf market this week. Also, a weak market on the Holstein bull calves. Again, especially in this very, very warm weather, buyers very selective on quality. The better quality bull calves, weighing 85, 220 pounds, selling mostly from 40 to 85. Uh, Did see bull calves top early in the week, up to 100. Heifer calves, $50 and back. Uh, Good demand on the beef calves on yesterday's sale, selling from 130 to 70. And now, as Bob mentioned, uh, Today, uh, uh, July 4th, Equity Stratford will be closed today and tomorrow, an observance of uh, Independence Day. So, folks, uh, enjoy the holiday with your family and friends, and we'll reopen again Monday morning uh, uh, at 9.30 with the market cattle. And our sales schedule, of course, is on the website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And uh, I guess that's all I have this morning, Bob. Again, wish everyone out there uh, an enjoyable Independence Day. And, uh, well... Country's going- been going since 1776, so uh, had some ups and downs and challenges, but we're we're still here. So uh, let's <laughs> That's hope. That's another thing. good year coming ahead of us. <laughs> I hope so. You going to fireworks tonight or not? Uh, yeah, we're planning on it uh, again, depending upon yeah. how the weather is. Uh, uh, they will, uh, but they've got. Uh, uh, if it's not possible tonight, they are going to reschedule for tonight. I mean, rather for Friday yep. or Saturday. So. Yep. Uh, at some point in time, we want to go. The kids, all the grandkids want to go and watch all that. So, I don't know. I didn't plan too much else today. So, we'll see all what right. happens. Well,
0: whatever you do, enjoy it. We'll uh, talk to you again. We'll be here in the morning if you want to call in
2: and say hi. Uh, maybe we'll do that. And, Bob, you enjoy the day, too. And, uh, well, don't if you're going to have those strawberries, make sure you got plenty of ice cream with them.
0: Ice cream and shortcake. I'm drooling already. i got just a few left that I'm going to have for breakfast this morning. And then tomorrow morning, I'm going to pick some more. We'll talk to you later. Have a good 4th. Thank you, Bob. You also. All right, Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. About 11 minutes before it's 6 o'clock. And I'm not sure about Michelle this morning. I don't know if she's getting her beauty sleep or if uh, she's going to be up doing chores. We'll find out. That's next here on Wax, I hope.
5: Marika Gouda's Cafe Duchess now has new hours. They are now open Monday through Sunday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Marika Gouda is currently booking tours. Through a guided 90-minute tour, you can go through the parlor observation area, the barn, cheese making, and delicious cheese sampling. Tour tickets for adults are just $10. Kids 6 to 12 are 5, and children 5 and under can tour for free. Give Marika Gouda a call at 715-669-5230.
0: Well, just as I thought, Michelle is sleeping. It's my fault. I forgot to tell her when I saw her at the Greenwood Dairy Breakfast that I would be here on the 4th of July, so I'm sure she just assumes that uh, we're all taking a holiday. But uh, again, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with uh, Michelle uh, later on as they'll have their regular sale again. On Monday, 10 minutes now before 6 o'clock, about 68 degrees right now. We'll get some scattered storms today, and a high should be in the mid-80s.
3: At Central Livestock.
0: And with that, let's check in. What's going on over at Central Livestock at the Zombroda
7: Sale Barn? And Pat Mickla has the numbers in the sheep and goat division. We had market lambs, one ten to one hundred forty pounds. The shorn and the unshorn were bringing a dollar thirty to a dollar We had lightweight feeder lambs, fifty to seventy pounds, from a dollar ten to a dollar sixty. Seventy to ninety pounds brought seventy-five to a dollar sixty. Slaughter use utility and goods fifty-seven fifty to seventy-two fifty, with the thin and cull use ranging from ten to fifty-seven fifty. And looking at the goat division, we had small goats in weighing forty to sixty pounds, bringing thirty-five to one hundred and thirty dollars. Seventy to ninety pound goats were at eighty-five to one hundred and eighty-five. Goats weighing one twenty to two hundred and forty pounds we at $125 to $280, and the nanny goats were ranging from $35 to $205 per head. Taking a look at the Tuesday feeder pig auction, we had some 60 to 80 pounders in, bringing 60 to seventy-two fifty 50 per head. 80 to 100 pound pigs, 62 to 70 100 to 120 pound pigs brought 95 to 105 and the pigs that weighed 120 to 150 pounds range from 85 to $145 per head. Thank you, Pat. Pat Mechel
0: over there at Zombrota Central Livestock. Looking at the board of trade, again, these markets are all closed today. But in the trade yesterday, the traders kind of more or less disregarded what's going on with that planning report, which is going to be re-looked at, and we should have some new numbers about the 12th of August. But uh, looking at the close on the corn market, December corn did finish up fifteen cents at four forty-one. The oats down a fraction at two eighty-eight. December wheat up nine at five twenty-five. November soybeans back over nine dollars, up a dime at nine oh eight. Soybean meal for October up two thirty a ton at three hundred eleven dollars and eighty cents. Counter elevator prices also higher. Golden Plump, the corn price up 16 cents from what we told you yesterday morning. Golden Plump, that corn price at 392 at the elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, up about 15 cents at 381 on the corn, up a dime on the beans at 814. Stevens Point, prices up 390 on corn, 791 on the beans. Elk Mound three hundred eighty five and eight seventeen. That bean price up about fifteen cents at Elk Mound. Sparta three ninety on the corn, seven ninety one on the beans. And over at Ellsworth, corn three seventy three, the beans at eight fourteen at the ethanol plants. Boyceville three eighty four. Stanley three eighty-five with New Richmond at the grain facility there at three eighty-three. In the dairy trade, yesterday, barrel cheese one hundred seventy-eight, the blocks down a penny at one eighty five, and the butter. Up a half at 240 and a half. Class 3 fell a little bit yesterday. As I said earlier, I was hoping, I had my fingers crossed, that uh, we'd have $18 milk to report to you this morning, but not to be. July, Class 3 fell 6 at 1731. August fell 8 cents at 1782. September and October and November, all down 7 cents. September at 1791. October at 1792. And November at 17.76, as those prices were all just a little bit lower out through March. So that's where we are at this point. Looking at other markets, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative.
5: Customer-owned, community-minded, Synergy Co-op. Our reputation has always been true. We take pride in serving.
0: Thanks to Synergy Cooperative for sponsoring those markets. Hey, as we look at the calendar, obviously, 4th of July, you've got things you're going to be doing and enjoying. I know a big parade down in Augusta today with uh, bean and bacon days. So, uh, again, uh, enjoy that. At least uh, I know there's always a parade over this 4th of July weekend. Also, Holstein breeders aren't going to get much of a 4th of July because uh, they got to load up and head to Madison because tomorrow through the ninth it's the Wisconsin Summer Championship shows down in Madison for the Holstein breeders. So uh, again they're they're loading up and heading to Madison. They'll have to go out to where's Warner Park for the fireworks down there in Madison, I believe tonight. I think that's where they have them. but uh, again, if you are on the road hauling cattle with all the other traffic, <laughs> I'm not sure about the planning of this over uh, this weekend, but uh, that's good. Of course next week. We'll get into fair season. Northern Wisconsin State Fair will start. Actually, they say the 10th through the 14th, but it's actually the 9th because they'll start showing the hogs on the 9th. And that'll be right away on Tuesday morning about 9 o'clock. So you can go up there. They're not going to charge you to get in because it's not, not a fair day. It's just uh, they're going to they're going to start the fair a little bit early like they did last year. So whatever you're doing on this 4th of July enjoy it just keep an eye on the sky so you're prepared for what might happen there's some stuff over in minnesota now and i'm not sure how fast it's moving or how fast it's going to get here but uh, we do have some scattered storms in the forecast hey we'll see you tomorrow morning at the shank of the day here on wax enjoy your
1: fourth of july They're diving through their 30th year of business at SwimRite Pools and Spas. And they want to say thank you for 30 great years as the Chippewa Valley's go-to place for fun. From hot tubs, pools, saunas, patio furniture and grills, to shuffleboards, game room tables, bar stools and billiards. At SwimRite, they have in-house team members for each part of their service department. If it's not good enough for their backyard, it'll never make it into yours. Experience the SwimRite difference on Highway 93 South near the new Fleet Farm in Eau Claire. Click SwimRiteOnline.com.
7: We do it right! Swim right. Wax
1: 104.5 Happy 4th of July from Wax 104.5 Wax 104.5